from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to Talking Catholic. This is Mary McCusker and with me is Mike Walsh. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, Mary. I'm very excited about this episode of the podcast. I'm genuinely excited. And you actually are being sincere when you say that because I know you're excited. Usually you're sarcastic, but this is a product. This episode is a product of one of your crazy ideas, which at first I was really nervous about, but now I'm excited. Well, yeah, because, well, for one thing, we've already recorded it. So this is the intro we're tacking on the front. So you know it, it ends up being good. We did a crossover episode with, uh, with the podcasters from the Diocese of Metuchen. Tara Smith, who's the communications director up there, and Jerry Witkowski, who is her digital media specialist. Media content specialist. I'm looking at the title so right close. now. <laughs> so close to getting it right. And uh, they have their own podcast that they do for the Diocese of Metuchen called Am I Not Here? Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, it's better than ours. So, uh, no, it's not. It's But it is very similar <laughs> to ours. And I really enjoy the, the, the way they... They bring their spirituality and their faith. Um, they have sort of a similar perspective on life as us. So we really wanted to have them on and, and, and just chit chat. They're genuinely with them. fun. I was nervous because I'm thinking. Because you're you not know, genuinely fun? Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous because I'm thinking, what if, you know, what if they're so much better than we are? I don't know these people, but they were truly so down to earth and filled with life, and it was such a pleasure to talk to them. So yeah. your crazy idea, I hate to admit, was a really good one. Thank you very much. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, Tara, Tara's a delight. Jerry's a delight. The, their podcast comes out weekly, every place you can get podcasts just like ours. So uh, I very much hope you will enjoy listening to what uh, our colleagues at the Diocese of Metuchen are doing, and uh, they're great folks, so enjoy this episode. This is a podcast I've been wanting to do since I found out that another diocese in our area decided to steal our idea for a great podcast. And Mike, there, there was no stealing involved. No, 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 Mary. I don't, I don't believe that to be true. Um, I believe everyone steals all of our best ideas. And I, and I believe that because I steal everybody else's best ideas. That's how so, that works. Exactly. It, and life it in general. Feeds it feeds off of each other. Feeds off of each other. It's a sharing. We so build for, each other up in New Jersey. Amen. <laughs> amen. So here's our, uh, here's who we have on the call today. We've probably, we're actually doing a special crossover episode as uh, we probably alluded to in the, uh, in the intro. So I have with me my beloved co-host, Mary McCusker. How you doing, Mary? Quite all right. How are and you? I have my counterpart in the Diocese of Metuchen, Tara Smith. What's going on, Tara? Hey, Mike. And some dude that works with her uh, by the name of Jerry, <laughs> who I forgot to ask how he pronounces his last name before we got into the podcast. How do you pronounce your last name, Jerry? It's Witkowski. We totally Americanized it. <laughs> Very proud of you. <laughs> so if anybody has ever listened to any of our prior podcasts, they all know that um, I am a podcast addict, I guess would be the way to put it. Um, and I listen to a lot of secular podcasts, but I was looking at my social media where I follow all of the social media for the other dioceses in New Jersey and in Philadelphia and regional diocese and a few others just to see what they're working on. And I don't know, like, Almost a year ago, I saw that the Diocese of Metuchen had come out with its own podcast. So naturally, my first reaction was to be irate. Like, that's, <laughs> what, are you, 
are you talking about? We're the, we're the only ones that are doing podcasts. <laughs> so, so Tara, as the uh, Associate Director of Communications for the Diocese of Metuchen, um, how did you guys come up with the idea of doing a podcast? Well, we'd been talking about it for, for some time before COVID hit. Um, it was kind of one of those things on our list to reach people in a different way, um, on the go, especially, you know, that's how we, uh, Jerry and I both listen to podcasts driving to work when we, that was a thing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when, when we driving to work was a thing. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but because of COVID, we really felt the urgency to just pull the plug and just do it. Um, so really it was Jerry's kind of brainchild who, uh, he kind of put it all together and said, we're, we're going to do it. So we did. And here we are. Um, I forget even how many episodes we're in, but we were 37, I think. Is it 37? Well, Mike, you did your homework. Oh, you once. Did. Wow. It's very, it's very unusual oh. for me to do homework. I think uh, we're, we're at 28. What? I don't think so. I thought it said, I, I looked at your feet. Mike today. Walsh is wrong. That's my favorite <laughs> sentence ever. Well, one yes. of you is incorrect. It does anyway. happen a lot. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get but, there to thirty-seven. But it's really get, you're right. You're at. Uh, oh, I don't know what you are at actually. You know what it is because your your it's okay. feed. You can't. You we no no. Your feed used to have numbers in it. Now it doesn't have numbers in it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. Um, yeah. But it's been a it's been a joy to kind of have people on our podcast and get to know the people of our diocese. Um, there's so many ministries mm. happening and I'm sure you guys experience this too. There's so many good ministries and good things happening, um, that often the stories go untold. So it's, it's just a pleasure to get to know and share their, their stories. So what does the kind of the back, the back end of all of this look like for you guys, when you go out and, you know, find different guests, how, how do you, what is the, the back end of your podcast look like? Who does that's most of the leg I, work? <laughs> that, that's actually how ours looks like too. Like, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> but so, I don't know if this rings true for you guys, but I think normally they, the, the stories find us. I mean, yeah, very yeah. rarely do we have a week where it's just Jerry and I, cause sometimes we'll do that. Just Jerry and I will host. Um, it's still mm -hmm. talking about relevant and important things, but a lot of times the stories kind of just fall in our laps. I don't, what do you guys do? We're the polar opposite, Mike. We got to find our guests, wouldn't you say? Well, I, I think because, so we've been doing this for a long time now. We're this, this I think, is the 204th episode. We started in, what, February of 2017, I think. Um, and it was really a, so our, our philosophy was a little different. It was, this was, the podcast was always sort of an extension of the newspaper. So I really wanted to find it's always been an interview show. So with rare exceptions, it's always been an interview show. So I've always wanted to find, you know, somebody interesting and out in the parishes or even, you know, in the Catholic universe where we could just talk to them and see what their perspective is and, and, you know, and sort of spotlight them as people who are doing great work in the diocese with the idea going back to, you know, what we've talked about in the past about stealing ideas. I'm a big believer in, well, in the positive sense, uh, I'm a big believer. And if I find somebody who's doing great work in one of the parishes, I want to showcase it so that the other parishes will see it and, you know, jump on board. Um, 
I don't know if I'd necessarily say it's been arduous to come up with guests. Um, that might just be me because I work at Catholic Charities. And so I work with a bunch of case managers and social workers who by nature are so humble about their work and mm. they never want to, you know, brag about it. And I'm out there as the marketing person for Catholic Charities in the Diocese of Camden saying, you guys, like you have to share these stories. This is <laughs> this is amazing. And then they're no, 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 no. They just want to stay behind the scenes. So maybe Mike, that's why it's more difficult for me sometimes. Uh, Yeah. They're very humble and they don't want to brag about what they do, but I want to brag for them. So. (laughs) And, and I guess maybe the reason, you know, the reason I have three co-hosts now uh, rotating co-hosts is because it it did actually become difficult after a while for just Pete and I, because when I'm my original co-host, Pete Sanchez was a part of the podcast, you know, we basically knew all the same people. So getting new faces and new voices in this case on the podcast was a bit of a struggle. So that's why I went to Catholic charities, went to one of the parishes with Carrie Janice, to, who does youth ministry, and then went to the schools department with Marianella Nunez, who could really do a much better job of reaching into those areas. And I kind of felt like those three were the, the three major, for, for podcast listeners, those were kind of probably the three major areas of our, our listenership was, you know, social justice, education, and spirituality slash youth ministry. Um, and what we found was that, you know, we do get a lot of listens out of it and very, very, I, I, when I know that things are going well is when I get a complaint about one of the podcasts. I'm like, oh, good. Somebody's listening <laughs> and, has a, and, is, and is currently irritated by something I did. Most recently, it was uh, somebody was irritated that I talked too much on the podcast. I'm like, well, as you continue to talk. <laughs> I mean, well, it is a show about talking, so. This is true. So for you uh, guys, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say it was because we had a a, a very young uh, priest on it that had just been ordained and everybody wanted to hear from him. And I had been having a bad day and I just, I wasn't ranting, but I just had a lot of things to get off my chest and it took like 30 minutes to get to him. And when you only have a 55 minute podcast, it's, that that was a bit much. So I did learn my lesson, which was (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Well, that's a good segue into asking, um, Jerry and Tara, outside of this podcast, um, what what does an average day look like for you guys? What are the other hats you wear other than the hosts of this podcast? That is a loaded question. <laughs> As does a- every hound count? <laughs> can, can we put all the hats on? <laughs> all of them. Let's hear. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it varies. I would say it varies day to day. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you, Jerry? I mean, um, yeah. There's never a day where that's the same, I'll say. Uh, I think that's just church communications, you know, in general. But it could vary for me, um, handling the media. You never know what's coming through on that end. Um, Kind of going through social media to make sure we have all of our bases covered. Um, You know, working through with our our pastoral ministries, um, helping to support their initiatives. I, I would say that's probably a bulk of it, working with our schools, the the newspaper, the Catholic spirit, shout out to them. Um, <laughs> you, you just never know, I mean, what the day is going to bring. So what, go ahead, Jerry, I'll let you have a turn now. As communicators, it's so funny how much I'm sure, Mike, we can relate to that too. Each day, you just don't know. <laughs> well, that's what it is. 
how many times me and Tara will sit down and go, this is our plan for the week. And right. We're like set in stone, like Friday, like this is what next week's going to look like. And Monday morning, I get the call at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> and it's like, forget the plan. We're doing something totally different. And you right. just got to be able to roll with it. And and that's like a key thing in this, in this line of work is that um, many people think that, oh, we, 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 ha- we, we have this idea. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be great. And I'm like, I think of all the contingencies that have to go into that. Like, what if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't come through? What if we have to come up with a new idea? What if it, you know, somebody throws a last minute thing in, like, you know, Pope Francis dedicating a whole year to St. Joseph was just, you know, we, we found out that the morning of. And so it, it's, it, it's, you have to just be ready to just go with it. Yeah. So is that something that comes naturally to you both? You know, do you kind of like that unpredictability? And I guess along with that, how did you find yourselves in the world of communications? You know, can you tell us a little about your backgrounds, how you ended up here? I Well, first <laughs> I'll say I love the flexibility of it. Like I love having every day be different because I'm never, mm. ever bored. I don't think in a million years I could ever be bored in this job. Um, because it, it's so different. Um, I went to school for, this is a fun fact for you. I went to school for communications and I started out as a videography major. And I said to myself, you know, I, I know I want to have a family um, one day down the road and I maybe I'll switch to public relations because that's more of a nine to five job. And I, <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. So hard at my young, naive self looking back. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, if I'm, if I'm doing video, I might be in a newsroom, you know, working at 3am. Little did I know that <laughs> the world, I mean, public relations people are the ones providing that to the video people. So, right. you know, at all hours, but that's kind of how I ended up in communications in general. And for, I, I always tell this story, but it always sounds crazy. It makes me sound crazy. Um, for some reason, I just knew I wanted to work for the Catholic church. I don't know why, don't ask me why. Um, so when this, when I started at the diocese as a public relations assistant, um, and when that position became available, it was part-time and I said, you know what, I I'm, I'm wasn't looking for part-time, but I'm willing to accept it because it's something that I knew I wanted to do. Um, so here I am seven years later, still going, but now full-time, more so, more than full-time. And uh, not nine to five. <laughs> nine to five. Um, so for anybody considering communications, just know. <laughs> You will never be nine to five. <laughs> People hear uh, communications and like, I remember back in school, that was kind of code word for, well, I don't really know what falls under that umbrella, but then you just come to learn, oh, just about everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. What about, How about you, you, Jerry? Uh, so my story's probably the same, a little different. Um, before I was in Matuchin, I worked in the youth office in Trenton. And um, that was the, you know, not the nine to five type of job. So I was always doing something, always running around and the opportunity popped up in Matusha and I was like, yes, nine to five relaxed <laughs> schedule. It's like you sit at a desk all day. You're not running around. And here I am <laughs> running around, not nine to five. It's just 
it's a joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, and Jerry and I are like, I feel like some days we're like a road show. Like we're at parishes, <laughs> we're filming, we're like, he always jokes he's the one man band because he like, he'll just whip out a video camera out of nowhere. And like, he has like several bags of video equipment that we carry around with us. Um, and you just never know where you're going to be, what you're, who you're going to be interviewing, what you're going to be doing or videoing or writing about. So it's just, it's exciting, I think. But how about you guys? Tell me about yourself now. You first, Mike. <laughs> uh, I was a, I was a jaded PR guy. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, I started out as a journalist and, um, you know, I was working for newspapers down the shore and then I was doing freelancing for Gannett. And then I worked for a, a medical, uh, newspaper that, uh, was about the eye care industry. And, um, and actually, before all that, I went, I went to college to be a teacher. That didn't quite work out. Um, but the, the journalism stuff did. But it was the same deal. It was like, ah, you know what? Um, I would always get these press releases from PR people, and they were all so terrible. And I was like, but I, so I knew all the, the things not to do. And I was like, well, Rowan University has a really good PR program. Maybe I'll, I'll go over there instead, and I'll get into PR. Cause for, and I'm not kidding you, literally for the nine to five aspect of PR. Um, and then then the rude awakening happened where I, I found, I worked for a nonprofit called Volunteers of America, Delaware Valley as their marketing manager, communications manager, something. But what I found was, is, you know, I was doing development work, I was doing event planning, I was doing the regular marketing communications and then crisis communications and all that kind of stuff. So it was a great, it was a great learning opportunity. As a matter of fact, when Mary came on board, she has had the same baptism of fire that mm. I had when I, when, when I was working at Volunteers of America. Um, and then I kind of bounced around with some other jobs, all of the like marketing I did. I did law marketing for a long time. And then uh, I did event management at a much larger scale, uh, like 20,000, 30,000 person events. Um, that is my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it helped me it helped me learn to deal with my anxiety. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> But, um, but then the same thing, you know, uh, an opportunity came to, and I was looking to, you know, I, I can't say that law marketing will f feed your soul. So, um, so I was looking for other opportunities and my wife happened to see the ad in our Catholic Star Herald, award-winning Catholic Star Herald newspaper. And, um, had to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them so much. Uh, and that they were looking for, uh, for a communications person in their schools department. So I applied to it. And someone had the wisdom to say, well, we have a hole as the communications director. Maybe this guy, he's probably overqualified for schools communication. Let's put him over there. And they brought me in and I went through the, the trials and they seemed to like me. And uh, here I am five years later. And, you know, to wow. thank Tara, it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's the best job I've ever had. It, it, it's the most rewarding gives me the most opportunities to do stuff. I'm working on the side of the angels all the time, or at least as close as I can. Um, the, I'm, you know, everything I want to do is to create and tell joy and, and all the great things that happen in our, our Catholic parishes and schools and, and the diocese and the ministries. So it's been a wonderful opportunity. And then I get to work with people like Mary over Catholic charities that on those rare days, rare days, using air quotes, where I'm depressed, um, I just walk over there and I see all the great work that they're doing for the people who need it so badly. And I'm like, whatever's going on in my life pales in comparison to the clients that they're dealing with. And it's kind of like, 
resets my perspective a little bit and, mm-hmm. and makes me very happy in the job that I have. Although I'm always happy with my job. What about you, Mary? You're you're the last one, I think, to come up with this dumb idea of working in church communications. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so much for, you know, how much you love spreading joy around, but... <laughs> other people's joy. Me, and I'm just miserable, but other people's joy. <laughs> well, for me... Um, I went to St. Joseph's University in, col- uh, in Philadelphia for college, which is where Mike also went for his undergrad. <laughs> the hawk will and, never die. And I, I studied marketing there, but eventually switched over to, to study English, specifically journalism. And that's when I just learned, like, this is what, this is it. Like, I love interacting with people, learning more about them. Um, after that, I worked as an intern at a um, biotech company. And after that, I actually moved to South Korea for a year um, to teach English there. (laughs) And I almost signed a second year contract to do it again, because it was just the best experience, best year of my life. Um, But I said, you know what, it's time to, it's time to go home. You know, I should probably get a job, like plant my roots somewhere, (laughs) which is in South Jersey. And, um, I kind of took the long way home, traveled with my sister actually for about five or six months throughout Southeast Asia and came home and moved back in with my parents and went through like a two week phase of sleeping and just readjusting and reverse culture shock. And then I checked my email um, and I happened to be subscribed to, you know, this communications jobs list, I guess. And it just so happened that the first link I clicked was for um, a marketing and communications person for Catholic Charities Diocese of Camden. I said, ah, I don't know about this, like working for the church. I'm not so sure, but I, I read the description. I looked at the website and I saw that mission statement of Matthew 25, 36. And I said that, you know, that is something I can get behind and put my my efforts into. So I work for Catholic charities. I market all of our different services and programs, but I also wear this hat as a co-host of Talking Catholic and help out with, you know, the communications efforts. So that is my story. That was so well said. Isn't it? It's all that was good. Practicing. <laughs> the, uh... I'm jealous of your travel. <laughs> yeah. You should follow her I'm Instagram missing. feed. <clears throat> Her uh, her Instagram feed is uh, full of places that she's been very, re- and she's also, I should say, an excellent photographer as well. So um, she takes so all of that. All of that we landed up in the church. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, that's the thing, and this is the thing I always try to to tell people is, you know, particularly in our parishes, there are so many resources out there for for now. There are so many people in the parishes that are really knowledgeable. I really understand things that I think most parish staffs might not be have an expertise in or pastors might have an expertise in. So I'm always encouraging them, you know, find those people, those, those, you know, maybe they're, you know, diamonds in the rough, but they have a basic of understanding, a basic understanding of things that maybe the, the parish staff doesn't do. And they can really bring a lot to these parishes that the parishes shouldn't feel like they, they have to do everything. Um, you know, in the last, I don't know, year or two, uh, year, I guess we've, we've now put all these YouTube shows on. They're all under the talking Catholic banner and, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Um, 
uh, you know, I have certain skill sets and other people have certain skill sets and we just kind of cobbled it together and realized that if we did it enough and practiced it enough, we'd get really good at some of these things. And, um, and that's, you know, I went out and found, you know, people in the parishes that I thought had great stories to tell and had a real ability to, to talk about their spirituality in a way that I think would resonate with people. So as I found them, I gave them YouTube shows and said, Hey, listen, do five minutes, five to 10 minutes every other week and we'll put up a show. And and so now we have the talking Catholic YouTube channel. And so I told a whole lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to think of it as coercion, but uh, yes, that's uh, I don't know if that's better. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, yeah, do I twist a lot of arms? I do twist a lot of arms, but, but that's because I really think there's a lot of great things out there that need to be promoted. And some, and as Mary has found working with uh, our very humble uh, social workers, there are times you need to grab people by the scruff of the neck and bring them forward and go, no, you don't understand. You're, you don't realize that you're a role model, that people need to hear the great work that you've been doing. You know, listening to your shows, uh, Tara and Jerry, you know, it's been, it's been wonderful for me because it's actually been, it's like, okay, I think we're on the right path because Tara and Jerry seem to be doing almost identical to what we're doing. You know, we find those people out there and we have conversations with them and, and before we got on the podcast, I was telling them that, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that they're still a true podcast. They, they, they can go wild, wild west. They can just, uh, you know, talk to someone for 20 minutes or talk to somebody for an hour. And it could be anybody at any time on any subject. I, I really love that. And, um, and I'll so- say here, Mike, when you said when you brought up this topic of, you know, talking with the co-hosts of this podcast, I was so nervous. I was thinking, oh my gosh, they're probably so much better than we are. You know, I'm I'm scared. I'm picturing like the NPR-ish, you know, sounding <laughs> podcast. And Mike was like, well, listen, listen to a few of their podcasts. And I did this morning, actually, <laughs> and last night. And I immediately I said, God, they sound they sound great. They're so like enthusiastic and engaging. And my well, worries were put to ease. So I don't like admitting this, but you were right, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Though. Too. We cobble things together. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, is, it is five minutes beforehand sometimes where it's just, <laughs> we really let the spirit move in some moments. We'll have like a, a general topic. I'll be like, Tara, we're talking about this. And she's like, okay. Right? And we just go. Like, <laughs> But you know what? I find, I don't know about you guys, but some of the best conversations that we have are in those moments mm-hmm. where we don't mm-hmm. have it all planned out. You know, it, yeah. it really just comes so naturally. Yeah. And then the surprising twists and turns sometimes with guests where you have this, I like to plan things. We'll talk about this topic, this topic, this topic, but then they drop a bomb on me like, oh yeah, I used to be a I don't know, seminary, like just some crazy fun mm-hmm. fact. I'm like, well, now we have to ask questions <laughs> about that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm curious, like, have, have there been um, certain guests or topics that you guys especially like to talk about? I always, I love talking vocations. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, before our diaconate class was ordained um, and before our, our priesthood ordinations took place, we had those uh those seminarians on and that's just so much fun it's so much fun to get to know them um and they're just they're really on fire so that's contagious um even through podcasts so that that's close to my heart um 
what it, it's also informative to me too we recently had the uh, a priest who's the director of our office of ecumenical and interfaith affairs Ooh. and he was just so knowledgeable so he talked with us on i always get this wrong but nostra etate oh yeah just go i mean he was just so knowledgeable and he could go so in depth on it something that i'm not as knowledgeable about so i uh i will say that uh last i saw that episode pop up and i was i saw it went nice we did that one a year ago all right we're ahead of them that's fine the uh, like let go of the competition no, here no. we are all one church <laughs> we're all new jerseyans no because now- we have a campaign that says one church together so really yes. embrace that Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh that. i love that yes I'm, I'm competing against all of you now it's like uh it's what well, no because i think competition inspires uh you know creativity and and really pushing yourself so I, I there's a part of me that listen we've been in i've been in this job now for a while i've been doing this as a profession for 20 years now so you know i there are skill sets that i know that i'm good at but I, what i i have how can i say this sometimes working in the church you come across people who are very content to do the same thing all the time for the mm-hmm. rest of their time and mm-hmm. i have been fighting against that uh both externally and internally since I got here. Um, you know, when I was hired, they specifically asked me to help push some of my fellow directors to be more, you know, not, I don't mean this to say culturally progressive, but to, to, to start thinking outside the box. And I've done that to many of my fellow dir- directors' chagrin and irritation, including uh, Mary's uh, boss over at Catholic Charities, there are some times when he just looks at me cross-eyed, which is ironic because when it comes to Catholic Charities... Hey, he's a pusher too. Well, that's what that's what the irony is. He's so progressive in his own way, like always coming up with new ideas and new new programs. And then I came in trying to push him in another direction. He was like, nah, I don't think we should do that. I'm like, eh, well, do it anyway. So let's give this a roll. <laughs> um, so that's so when I see what other dioceses do, it, it, that's kind of what informs me. It, it, yeah. it tells me that what we're doing is the right path or... Like if I see these guys having an interview with someone, like they did, they did a, you guys did a Civilize It episode in August of last year. And we had it scheduled for September, I think. And I got so annoyed because I was like, man, I should have done it in August. I don't know why I was waiting. I could have scheduled it earlier, but I didn't. And now these guys have done it. Everybody's going to know about Civilize It, but I can do it in the summertime. So it's, it's, you know, what I say it's still relevant. I, we still need the civilize it campaign. Yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> How about you, Jerry? Is there a favorite topic that you have? I know Tara said she loved vocations and um, how about you? To be honest, I love it when it's just me and Tara. Like we, cause we dive into like our heart of our work and then we dive into a particular topic. So like when we did talk about the civilize it campaign, it was just us sitting around, like if we were at a kitchen table together, talking about the realities that's going on in the world. And then what are we called to do as church in response? And I find those to be the most uplifting because me and Tara will talk to each other for hours, you know, throughout the week. And when we get that good hour to just really dive into the topic, it's grand, you know, even with all, you know, terrorist kids come in, they say hi, like, it's, it's like a family moment. And it's, it's something that I think we've sort of missed in this last year, where we're sort of disconnected from one another. 
So just to have that moment to to share with each other, like, how's life going? How are you, you know, reacting to this particular topic? And then really engaging with those outside in our diocese to be like, here's here, here is the civilized campaign. Here's what our thoughts are on it. Here's what's the church saying. Now, what are you going to do about it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think to Jerry's point too, like the great part about just having him and I is it's so um, natural for us because we do talk regularly on the phone throughout the week just to keep connected on the projects that we're working on. And so it's really just a recording of what we would talk about on the phone anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I like that too. It's so interesting because that's something I've actively avoided when... Um, I was when... just thinking we'd be arguing the whole time, Mike, or ripping <laughs> on each other. Yeah, but that would be real church right there. Well, I think... I'll tell you. So in the, in the beginning, um, in the beginning, we had... My, my first co-host and I, he really wanted to push us in, in that direction. I resisted and resisted and resisted because I really wanted an interview show. Mm. So, so what I would do around Christmas time, and you guys are sort of doing that with us now, is I would do what I would, I, I stole this from a podcast called Nerdist. Um, we would have hostful episodes where it would just be the hosts coming together and chatting, usually around Christmas time, New Year's Eve. Um, and the first year we did that, like I would look at all the stats and uh, my, my co-host at the time was really excited to do it. And, uh, and I said, okay, we'll record it. We'll put it up. And then we put it up and he goes, how did it do? I said, half as much as everybody else. Nobody cares about us. Don't worry about it. Um, and in the years since, now that I have a uh, changing co-hosts, um, we do it. We do, we're going to actually, and the next episode we do after this one will be our, our, end of the year hostful or actually beginning of the year hostful um and i'm actually really looking forward to it because the four of us haven't been together since the summertime and um i really like to do that we we celebrated our 200th episode a few weeks ago and the original plan was to do a live show either like a facebook live you know with, with audience we had done it once before at, at for our 100th episode and we had a blast and so i wanted to make it even bigger for this year and since COVID hit that was not going to happen. So, uh, so it was a bit of a bummer. So what we did instead, we did a Zoom style one uh, where we all got together and we invited our favorite guests from the past year. Uh, I bought, I invited my third favorite guest uh, from the past year, but only because I can make fun of her a lot more. Uh, she's a fellow director. Um, but uh, it was, it was, it was a really, it was, it was, it was wonderful. So I, I do like having these moments where we can just sort of chat with each other. But my, my worry was that nobody would be interested, but then I listened to yours and, and to be truthful with you, you know, it's, uh, it's am I not here? Right. Is the, the podcast title, mm -hmm. right? You know, just there's a, a level of spirituality on your podcast, which, um, has, and weirdly, I know this is going to sound strange because we work for the Catholic Church, but maybe it's because I, I may fall into the social justice world of of Catholicism from time to time, or I may find myself falling into that. So I, I'm always, you know, what things are we accomplishing? What are we doing, right? And mm. I, sometimes I do worry that our podcast doesn't spend enough time on spirituality, whereas you guys really do a wonderful job of embracing it, which is. I've worked with a lot of communications and PR people, and we are typically not known for our level of spirituality. Um, you know, our, our cohorts around the world, 
Um, but you guys really have it. It comes through as a, a genuine uh, sense of, of your faith. Um, is that something that you carry with you in your in your everyday life? Successfully, <laughs> no, or unsuccessfully, I, perhaps. No, do you want to know what like the reason the whole point of the podcast am i not here is based on um sort of our diocesan spirituality mm -hmm. you know uh a year ago we consecrated the diocese to our lady of guadalupe um bishop Chequio has really really pushed us to you know turn to our blessed mother to pray to her to embrace her in times of trial and times of joy and so when we were reflecting on like what are we going to do you know I reflected a lot on the words that Our Lady gave to St. Juan Diego. And so that's how Am I Not Here came to be, because it's based on those words, Am I Not Here, I Who Am Your Mother. And so we we focus everything that we do around um, Our Lady and how we can share her in the many different things that, that take place. So it could be, you know, in, you know, Tara mentioned about, you know, Nostra Aetate, how does that play out in our role? as being uh, evangelizers, but also as being uh, solid Catholics and really diving into our relationship to Jesus uh, through our Blessed Mother. So whenever we get together, whenever we do something, you know, we try to highlight that spirituality because that spirituality is something that we've grown together as a diocesan family. Yeah, and I, I think too, over the past year, we've had some directors come in, some new directors who are just very faith-filled people. So that's kind of forced me to like up my faithfulness game, um, <laughs> in, you know, in the best way possible. Like even even having Jerry on board um, has really pushed me to okay, I want to I want to know more about that. Um, but that's a good thing, and I. I really hope for everybody's sake that they have somebody like that in their life who can push them to want to know more and about the faith in particular. But, you know, like, am I not here? Pushes talking Catholic to like, you know. Darn right it does. I had to, <laughs> I had to bring on Carrie Janice just to raise our spirituality game. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was amazing. The, um, but, but it, I mean, it is true. And it's, you know, when we made the jump to um, also, broadcasting on domestic church media, you know, I did actively alter some of the things about the podcast because that their, their listener base is very spiritual, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and in the best way possible. And I realized that, so when I start planning these things from once we made that, the, the jump over there was, you know, I was like, I can't do, I can't do social justice all the time. I got to make sure I'm bringing people with spiritual nature on for that listenership, because I, my number one rule is both with the Catholic star Herald and with the podcasts and with the, the YouTube shows is we have to always respect the audience. So it, and this was something that, you know, Pete and I back in the day always had a difficult time with, which was, you know, I, I care about them. So what do they want to hear? What do they want to listen to? What do they want to see? And sometimes I'm wrong, you know, sometimes like I'll put together shows that I think are going to be great. And I'm like, mm, man, missed the mark on that one. That's, but you know, live and learn. Um, but and I, our diocese is very, you know, diverse. Each of the counties, the six counties that make up the diocese of Camden are all, you know, different from each other. You know, we're mm -hmm. one church of the diocese, but 
I, I don't, I honestly don't know what the makeup of the Metuchen diocese looks like, but, you know, just being mindful of all the different audiences and just how, like the whole patchwork of the diocese. So it's tricky to, you know, cater to everyone. Yeah. That I think you better, Mike. <laughs> I think New Jersey in general is unique in that way because yeah. we have <laughs> the same thing in our diocese. We have four counties and they're just all so very different from each other. Um, it's so, different states too, you know, you yeah. go from east to west. So it's a whole different world out in Warren. Right. That's what yeah, I want to ask about. Like, what are, what are the, for the people who listen to this from our diocese, can you tell us a little bit about the makeup of your diocese? I hear Warren. Is that, that's a county touching? <laughs> yeah. So we cover Middlesex, Hunterdon, Somerset, and Warren counties. Um, Hunterdon and Warren counties are a little bit more rural from our other counties, whereas Somerset and Middlesex counties have kind of our main cities, New Brunswick, Perth Amboy. Um, so those are the more populated condensed areas. You see more diversity uh, in general there. Um, so their problems aren't representative of Hunterdon and Warren's problems. So it's just mm -hmm. trying to kind of walk that line of meeting everybody's needs. Yeah. It's finding yeah. it's finding the balance, really. You know, you, when we think of church as a whole, you know, we think of our brothers and sisters. And so we have to think a little deeply, like, how is this affecting, you know, my brothers and sisters in Perth Amboy? And then I go, well, how are they affecting those that live in Washington? So th it's, they're living two different lives. And we always have to remember remember that when we put content together, we put out a message, we put out anything. But I think the solid thing there is that we're all rooted on this journey towards holiness and towards following Christ. And so most of the times when you find that balance, you at least have the same foundation. It may not look the same, but the foundation mm -hmm. is there. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. And we certainly have that here. You know, um, most of our diocese is very rural, but then we have very urban areas in the, in the Camden County area and certainly Camden city and Atlantic city. Um, you know, it's, and it, and in our case, I, I don't know if this is the same for you, but we also have a very strong Hispanic influence in mm -hmm. South Jersey. So we're always making sure that we, and I don't, and I, how do I put this? Uh, you know, we, we have to always make sure that we're, we're giving them the due that they deserve uh, in, the, in the Hispanic ministry. So, you know, as much as we can, bilingual uh, that we can. Um, so it's, it's, or Spanish language, not even bilingual. As a matter of fact, one of the things I've been really pushing for lately is for people to realize that Hispanic ministry is not Hispanic ministry. It is working with the Mexican population. It's working with the Puerto Rican population. It's working with the Cuban population. It's working with the Colombian population. Um, and that has been a, a struggle to get people to understand. But I, I think I'm starting to turn the corner on that when people are really beginning to realize that uh, that there is a big difference between the Puerto Rican population and the Mexican population. And, and don't confuse the two because you'll literally yeah. offend people. Um, it's But it's, you know, that's that's one of those things that uh, that I look forward to in this job. You know, we were talking about at the beginning was uh you know the fact that we're we're never bored um i i very much <laughs> like not being bored you know speaking of boredom uh we're recording today uh mary and i are in the office because the camden diocese offices are still open are are the metuchen offices open or closed or hybrid metuchen so metuchen is closed today 
Um, but we, we are snow working, day. Snow day. <laughs> we are working uh, mostly hybrid. So some offices come in because of, you know, they need to be there to do paperwork or submit financials, whatever the case may be. Um, but mostly we're, we're able to work remotely. So, so that's been, I mean, a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw your daughter pop in on the back of the Zoom screen. I thought that was lovely. I thought that was. I've had one. a lot of a lot of uh, Zoom bombers <laughs> in my own house. Uh, you just never know. So. Uh, well, Mary, when when the when we finally get past COVID times, I'll have to bring you up to the Metuchen Diocese. They have the nicest diocesan headquarters of anybody in the in New Jersey. Really, they really do. It's it's gorgeous up there. So, uh, yeah. Thank what you think it's it's nice? Yes, I think you guys oh. have great. I think you guys <laughs> maybe have... I need to get out more. <laughs> I've never been to Camden. Uh, well, I, I have, have to come down. It, it it's not nearly as nice as the Metuchen ones. We we are unique in the fact, that, like as you may you may not be able to tell right now, but I'm broadcasting from a bank vault, um, which is, is this, right next. Is this to, the famous vault? This is. Yes. The, the <laughs> Notice term, like, the ugly. Now our listeners can't see, but it is the most ugly, blinding <laughs> yellow color. So creative inducing yellow. It's a creative inducing yellow. But yes, this is the vault, and uh, I love broadcasting in there. And actually, I, I used to love hosting the podcast in here because everyone would freak out as soon as I closed the vault door behind me. Most notably, Mary, she hates it. She's currently on the other side of the door, and I no doubt would never come in here. Um, but uh, no, I, I miss, I, I do miss um, having everybody in the offices. We're mostly, we're, we're completely reopened. Um, but uh, but a lot of people are, are able to work remotely you know, due to health concerns and stuff like that. And, 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 uh, I do miss that, but yes, Metuchen has the nicest, uh, diocesan center. So whenever the last couple of, um, communications directors or, uh, New Jersey Catholic conference meetings have all been in Metuchen because it's kind of the center of the state. And uh, I always look forward to going up there. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a nice, easy drive too. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it is good. Like have you ever noticed, speaking of uh, the bank vault that you're in, or the vault, um, have you ever <laughs> noticed that a lot of church communication takes place like in a basement or like in a closet? Like every time <laughs> we go to like live stream something, it's like, oh, show me your closet. And like, it really is like a closet or in the basement mm-hmm. or like a booth, our, the a booth, booth, Tara. Yeah, the booth. <laughs> our, our cathedral booth is literally in a closet and like there's vestments surrounding you <laughs> but see that's a good thing oh, if yeah. you're, for, sound? You're, for sound purposes like if you when you're like recording in places like that those are actually the best place i told like we had we mary was on a podcast recently where she had to do it from home and she was working at her desk and i told her to go back to her bed because the bed absorbs all the sound bouncing mm-hmm. around you get a much better quality that's it I, like, I, actually... I just hear that right go back to bed i'm like exactly. <laughs> so i now have a uh, foam core up all over in the in the vault to sort of kill some of the sound or the the sound bouncing around but i, I love it in here I, I i love this place sometimes i just come in here to sort of like get away from it all for a minute or two it's, it's mm, a good spot not good for people who might have claustrophobia. (laughs) So I'm curious with, you know, with the pandemic, the shutdown, how, what was that like for you guys at your diocese? I mean, how quickly were you able to 
adapt or put a plan together or, you know, how, how did that go <laughs> and how I, is it going? I think like everybody else, we thought, you know, we're going to shut down and it'll be two weeks and we'll see you then, you know? Um, yeah. So we were kind of like on this two week mode planning of, okay, we're going to, we're going to rally. We're going to bring people together. Um, so that's kind of where our one church together campaign grew out of, um, because we're like, yeah, we can do anything for two weeks or a month or whatever the case may be. I had no idea that here we would be in December still in the same situation. Um, so, I mean, it's been, I don't know about you guys, but it's been overload for us, um, you know, because communications is always essential, but especially in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. with people turning more to virtual events now. Mm -hmm. We're just such a big part of all of these events that it's, uh, it's coming together, but I'm doing things I never thought I would do. Um, you know, when our, our parish, uh, I'll share this story with you. When our parishes reopened, um, that weekend in June, we very quickly put together these welcome home posters. Jerry beautifully designed them. We got them printed, but it's a day before the parishes are set to reopen. How are we going to get them all? there and we can't ask our pastors to come and pick them up because they're in the midst of their you know reopening plans so our staff really came together and we drove around dropping off all these posters but I took Hunterdon and Warren counties which are are a little bit more rural so the parishes are spread apart I drove from 10 p.m until 6 30 a.m dropping oh, wow. off these posters and it's just things like that that I'm like, I never pictured myself. <laughs> You're making me look so bad in front of Mike right now. Because if he asked me to do that, I'd be like, absolutely not. Well, if it was for That's the not true. TV. <laughs> That's not true. We did do the same thing. Remember, we had a yeah. video that had to go out to all of the, we, we recorded, edited, and distributed a video that had to be sent to all of the parishes within 16 hours. And we did, we did it. And we, I picked it up at the video place at 2 a.m. Oh, they my goodness. It all for it. And I, I brought my staff together and I pulled everybody from the, the newspaper. And I said, this all, it was nine in the morning. I said, this all needs to be distributed by 1 p.m. And we all picked a county and we just took off. And that's what we did. I took and I, much like you, I took the furthest counties because I didn't want to send any of my people any further than I would go. So I took all of the shore uh, parishes and I took the uh, oh, close yeah. shore parishes, the one, you know, closest. <laughs> the one where your parents have their second house. I gave you Brigantine, but um, Mike, but, uh, I remind you, my grandmother passed away the day before oh, that had to go. Right. Oh my gosh, that's right. And I was gonna take she, off. She was I said, miserable. I'm a that's mess, right. but he said, Well, what about driving? I said, Driving, I can do, <laughs> you know, I can, that's right. That's right. That's dedication right there. Yeah. That is. Also going back to my original comment about the importance of coercion. But uh, <laughs> no, <know. laughs> I said it was fun. How about no, you, Gary? How's the adjustment been on your end? So, I mean, it's just the one man band on the road now. So I think it's been a blessing more than a curse um, because we have been able to go out more than we would normally be if we were in the office. So in the office, we would have to like, you know, follow like pretty much like to the rule on getting things out. And so the flexibility has given a little bit of freedom. And so it has been able to give us the opportunity to visit parishes, visit communities, 
places I've never been to before in our diocese to meet different people. Um, and, and like one of the, the greatest moments when we had our ordinations out at the blue army shrine, like we, we got to go out there and I said, I've never been out here before. You know, I've been working for the diocese for like, you know, a little over a year and we've never been to this particular part. Um, and so it's, it's, it's those blessings that you, we sort of remind ourselves like, you know, even in, you know, yeah, I'm doing this out of my house. Um, most of the communication work happens right here. Um, but, you know, it also gives us opportunities to, to see our people, to, to make really good, solid connections and start building our relationship and really working towards our work in evangelization. Yeah. Plus, I just want to, I want to add, I think it's really helped build, like have pastors see the value of communicating. Um, mm. So that's been a huge blessing. I mean, I, I think they're seeing communications in a way that they had never seen before. So, so that's yeah. a great thing. I, I tend to agree with you. I, um, I've seen nothing but improvements on, I'd say most of our parishes since we, uh, we moved to this. And, you know, in some ways, you know, I, I look forward to some of that, like, you know, some of that going away, maybe down the road when uh, we could all, all be together again. But I, I hope the stuff that the pastors do communicating with their, their parishes continues. I, I hope they keep with their YouTube shows. We have one priest that does a cooking show every couple of weeks on his YouTube channel. I love it. I love all these things. I think they're great ideas that I think people genuinely enjoy. Plus, you know, we haven't talked about this a lot, but the more we can do that's joyful, you know, sometimes, particularly during a pandemic, everything feels so mm -hmm. morose. So I, I really try to have as much fun with as much of the stuff we do that we can. We, we're doing all these Advent live streams. And, you know, I've told all of the people working on them, I was like, listen, make them fun. You know, people haven't had a chance to be joyful in a while. So, you know, have, you know, be feel comfortable to mess around a little bit and make people laugh and things like that. So I, I think it's been, I think it's, Anytime you do any of that stuff, I think it could be good. You know, Lent will be here soon enough and we could be morose for Lent. But for, for right now, let's uh, let's let's try to be joyful. And, and you know, it's been a tough time. And let's do, I, I will admit that um, Thanksgiving was very difficult for me. It was the first time during the pandemic. I really had some some significant sadness about everything. Because like you guys, I've been so busy. I haven't had an opportunity to be sad. But I had four days of doing nothing during Thanksgiving. And I was like, mm. oh, I, I got to go back. He's a workaholic. Work. He doesn't know what to do with himself. I didn't used to be. I used to be really lazy. It was the best. But now I'm a workaholic. <laughs> so anyway. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We, we're very happy. I've been wanting to do this crossover podcast for, for a really long time. And the two of you are delightful. I hope all of my ta Talking Catholic listeners will listen to the Am I Not Here uh, podcast, which can be found where all podcasts can be found on Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Alexa, every place that you can find a podcast. So everybody, uh, make sure you tune into those to their podcasts and get good spiritual stuff and then come to me and uh, come to us and we'll find, you know, good, uh, you know, whatever it is we create here. I don't know. Steal their ideas. <laughs> and yes, we're going to steal all their ideas. It's a sharing. It's a sharing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.